Well, praise be to God. Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Amen. Risen from the dead. Hallelujah. He is alive and powerful. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. I want us to look at Psalm 103, beginning in verse 8. So we're going to read a few uh, verses, and then we're going to take them apart, and that'll be our message tonight, uh, unless the Lord changes it, of course. But Psalm 103, verse 8 is where we're going to begin. This is the New King James I'm reading from. And it reads, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. Psalm 103, verses 8 through 12. We open this message with the declaration that God is merciful and gracious. It reads in the opening, and this is, you know, in the middle of, uh, it's verse 8, so, uh, but for the sake of the message, we open up with God is merciful. The Lord is merciful and gracious. Hallelujah. Which could be understood as compassionate and kind. Praise God. So there are other translations that do it that way. Uh, so if that makes any difference in your mind in understanding that verse, you can see that the Lord is compassionate and kind or merciful and gracious. Praise God. He is slow to anger. He is not quickly angered. He is patient with us, praise God. He is slow to anger and abounding in mercy, which again could be understood as being slow to anger or patient, and abounding in steadfast love. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God forever. So I want to read that one more time because this is the, uh, uh, the verse that is the springboard text, if you will, into this message. So I want to read that verse one more time. The Lord is merciful and gracious, or compassionate and kind, slow to anger or patient, and abounding in mercy or steadfast love. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, you know, there is a New Testament verse that summarizes the whole of the Scripture better than any verse can, and that is John 3.16. And though it is impossible to totally summarize the whole Bible in one verse, this verse does a pretty good job. And Jesus is the one that is quoted. And if you don't know it, then you can turn there, but, but uh, it reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, praise God. Hallelujah. So in that verse, to summarize the truth of Scripture, we see God revealed in love. He is a loving God. Our God is loving. 
slow to anger. Hallelujah. Our God is giving. Why does he give? Not just to, you know, cause us to just have extravagance, even though God does have extravagant love. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Most, of, most people are not understanding how much God would do for them. But we should get a clue because he gave his only begotten son to save us and to give us everlasting, unending life with him. Praise God. So as we begin to see God's love and the measure of his blessing, we might begin to see how much God would do for us in the temporary zone called earth. Amen? So never forget that theme or truth of your God. He is a loving God. He is a giving God. Amen? Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word tonight. I thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit. Cause us to begin to see and to understand how much you do love us and care for us. Help us, Lord to return that love. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, our God is a loving God, slow to anger. The devil would try to think, or try to get you to think of God in another manner. Exactly opposite. The Bible refers to the devil as the accuser. He's not only the, the accuser of God, but he's the accuser of the brethren. And he causes us to accuse God of things that are not true. And he causes us to accuse one another of things that are not true. Amen? Yes. He is the accuser. And so it's important that we understand that when we begin to think of God as anything other than loving or anything other than giving, we need to stop for a moment and say, Devil, I bind you. And I... Take authority over my mind, and I call into my thoughts, that being the mind of Christ. For the Bible says we have access, we literally have the mind of Christ available to us. Praise God. Now, I don't know about you, but that is quite a promise to me. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. So the scripture continues. Even though we understand God is a God of love, God is a giving God, it goes on to say, he, in verse 9, He will not always strive with us. He's not going to always wrestle with us. You know, uh, some of you may have had some good parents that didn't put up with stuff. That's a good parent. I know that may go against the grain in the modern, modern ways today, but... There comes a point where you have to set the matter straight with your children. Amen? You can't just let them do what they want to do and just let them continue in their rebellion. No, there comes a point where you have to say, enough is enough. And you discipline them. The Bible also refers to us as children if we are disciplined. Amen? Praise God. So God loves us. He is not angry when he disciplines. He is not upset with us to the point that he doesn't love us anymore. No, he is setting the matter straight so that we don't go into greater self-destruction or 
we don't go into a, 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 a worse state in our own way. Amen? And this is what it means. He will not always strive with us. He will set the matter straight. Hallelujah. Amen? Nor will he keep his anger forever. You know, when my mom and dad used to discipline me, and, you know, they would probably both say they didn't do it enough, but uh, whatever the case, you know, dad's gone on to be with the Lord, and so he'll have to talk to God about that. But anyway, you know, uh, my mother is still very much alive. Hallelujah. And she might be the first to say, I didn't get enough discipline. But uh, thanks be to God, God is uh, bigger than, than uh, any areas that were deficient. Amen? Yes. And, uh, you know, she might appear to be angry when she would discipline, but I always knew she still loved me. Amen? Yeah. I never doubted it. There was never one moment that I doubted my parents loved me, even when they disciplined me. And so it should be with your God. If He is disciplining you, it is not because He hates you, but because He loves you. And it is not because He wants to, you know, take things away from you, you know, that would, uh, you know, seemingly be uh, something that is good. But in reality, he is pruning you that you might bear more fruit, that you might have more. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Our own way always steals from us. Even if we think, you know, it is the best way, it is never the best way. And, you know, we go back to Genesis and, and Adam and Eve decided they would do their own thing and they thought it would give them, you know, this great life and all it did was bring them into death. And your own way is always going to lead into tragedy. It's always going to lead into self-destruction. And so quickly repent, think of your God, and walk with Him. Amen? Praise God. Repent means to turn around. It means to, to uh, realize you're going the wrong direction, and you turn around. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The secret of the Bible, especially the gospel, is repent. Amen? Change your mind and heart. Turn around. Grab hold of God's hand and let Him lead you out of the darkness. Praise God. Hallelujah. So don't mistake His patience, God's patience, toward you or our generation as weakness. Don't think that if He does do something, you know, that seems in your own mind, uh, not so good. If it is God, it is good. Amen? It has to be because God is good. Amen? Hallelujah. And, it, and we want to make sure we're not blaming God for something the devil is doing. And we don't want to blame God, you know, for something, you know, that we think uh, He's doing to harm us or because He hates us or anything like that. No, it will always be based that He is a loving God, He is a giving God. Hallelujah. And He is a patient God. So never mistake His patience toward you or me or this generation or generations to come as weakness or His allowance. And definitely don't, do not ever uh, mistake His patience 
for him uh, uh, blessing what you're doing. That's a, not of God. Amen? He, he, he doesn't bless sin. He doesn't bless rebellion. He doesn't. And so if, if he hasn't, if he hasn't uh, disciplined you yet, don't think that it's okay what you're doing. If the Bible is clear and the Holy Spirit's conviction is clear on the matter, then you need to repent, dear one. Generation of, of this generation and generations to come, it doesn't matter. Uh, you need to repent. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There will come a time when His anger will come to fullness. It will not take away His love. It will not take away uh, who He is. But just as there were times where I would, was disciplined and it appeared that they were angry with me, they still love me, my parents. And so our Heavenly Father, even if He disciplines you, let Him do it. Amen. Don't fight it. Fall in line with it, praise God, because ultimately His great love is at work. Amen. His desire is mercy over judgment. His desire is not to judge you or to uh, bring destruction towards you in any way, but He desires mercy, compassion, love. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go on to the next verse. In verse 10, it says that He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to to our iniquities. Well, sins, you know, are acts of sins. Iniquities are lifestyles of sins. Getting drunk is a sin. Being a drunk is iniquity. Amen? Amen. So, being known as someone that gets drunk all the time, that would be someone who is in the drunkenness iniquity, the iniquity of drunkenness. Amen? Yes. Getting drunk, maybe you're not you don't do it all the time, but maybe you, you did get drunk. Well, that's still sin. That's a transgression. Amen. And so both of them are deadly, and both of them will destroy you. But it's important that you understand that one is a, a, a bond. It, it, is, it has you in its ties. You are bound to it. You can't break free from it on your own. That's iniquity. And if you continue in these acts of sin, then you will wind up in the bonds of iniquity. You know, Adam and Eve sinned once, the transgression, and it plunged us into the nature of sin. Whereby we must be born again, Jesus said. We have to be born out of that nature of sin because it comes easy for us to disobey God. It becomes easy for us to transgress. And as we continue in the transgressions, then we will also find ourselves bound to different forms of those transgressions. Amen. Yes. And, you know, I don't know what you know about demon possession or oppression or anything like that, but you just don't wake up one morning and are possessed of the devil. It just doesn't happen that way. No, it happens over a course of time where the enemy gets you to do things, even as in the garden, he enticed Eve and she succumbed. Then, you know, Adam fell 
to, to Eve. And so it's important that we understand that as we sin and continue in sin, that the devil gets more and more control over you. Are you listening to me? And so this is another reason why God will deal with us, not according to our sins, but he will deal with us to get us free from those sins. So never forget that God does not deal with us according to our sin. He does not keep a tally of our sins and say, well, I can't bless you today because you're one sin too many today. That's not how God operates. Amen? Amen? So I want you to say to yourself, God does not deal with me according to my sins. Hallelujah. It's important you get that. On the other hand, on the other side of this, God does not turn a blind eye to our sinfulness. So what does this mean? How does this all, how does this all uh, uh, work? How, does, how, does, how do we understand this? So, that is why he sent Jesus Christ. That's how this all works. Jesus Christ makes all the difference, and he deals with us according to the work of the cross of Calvary and the resurrection victory. Praise God. Hallelujah. He deals with us according to Jesus, who is our way, our truth, and our life with God. Amen? When we fail, when we sin, when we fail in, in and of ourselves, we cannot overcome sin. In and of ourselves, we, we cannot win over sin. Amen? That's, you know, if you're all right and I'm all right, then explain the cross. Amen? If we were able to somehow free ourselves, then why did Jesus shed his blood? Amen? Why did the Holy Spirit come to continue to manifest the power of what Jesus did a little more than 2,000 years ago now? Because we can't break the power of sin. We must be born again. We must have the power of God in our life. We must understand the, the authority of the shed blood. Amen? When we fail and we sin... We place our faith in Jesus, shed blood, and receive our forgiveness and our cleansing. Praise God. Thanks be to the Lord, our Savior, that gives us grace. Gives us grace, that favor. Amen? And that grace is always mixed with dunamis. Amen? That favor doesn't just, you know, okay, I forgive you. No, the power of God transforms you. Amen? Praise God. Forgives and cleanses. Forgives and cleanses. Praise God. His grace, His favor is forgiveness. His dunamis power is cleansing. Praise God. Hallelujah. So thanks be to the Lord for that. Amen. Thanks be to God our Savior that gives us grace. Jesus is our Savior. Thanks be to Him that He gives us grace in the sight of Almighty Father in heaven. Amen. Jesus makes all the difference. Jesus makes all the difference. God does not deal with us according to what we do or don't do nearly as much as what he deals with us according to the precious blood that speaks better things, glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Well, it goes on in verse 11, and it says, For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. Hallelujah. His love and compassion is too great for our finite minds. As much as we understand, we don't understand. Amen? As much as we understand, we still don't get it all. Amen? He is infinite. We are finite. Amen? He is immortal. We are mortal. Are you listening to me? He is the creator. We are the created. Amen? He is God. We are not. Hallelujah. So his love and compassion is too great for our finite minds. As the skies above are greater than the very heights of the highest mountains on earth, so is the mercy of God toward us and our Savior Jesus the Christ. Doesn't matter how high you go on the highest peaks on the earth, the skies are still higher still. Amen? And so it is. So it is. God's mercy is greater than we could ever perceive. Amen? His mercy is greater than our sin, stronger than the strongholds of sin in our lives. He will execute His mercy in and through our lives if we will seek Him and receive his powerful love. Amen? In the awesome name of Jesus our Lord. Praise God. Now we come to the last verse that we have uh, chosen. In verse 12 it says, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Hallelujah. Again, the key to getting free from sinful bondage is understanding that God not only forgives us, but He cleanses us. As if we have never sinned. Hallelujah. As we receive the cleansing by faith in God through Christ, we are able to, to live free, to receive that freedom, that liberty from the, from the power of bondage, from the sinful ways. And they are broken glory to God. Those bands of bondage are broken by the power of God. Hallelujah. By the faithfulness of our God. By the love of our God. By His compassions, His kindness, His mercy. Hallelujah. His patience with us. He continues to love us. Amen. The scripture reads that He removes our transgressions from us as far as the east is from the west. You know, if I take one hand and I point to the east, and I take the other hand and I point to the west, anatomically, I cannot reach farther. These are at their farthest points. Amen? I cannot do it. I can't, I can't get any farther away. Well, this is a picture of what God has done with our sin when we confess our sin, when He cleanses us of our sin, when we receive his mercy in our hearts and lives. And we recognize that He desires to do this. He desires to set us free. Then we step forward to God and not, a, not away, not back from Him. 
and we begin to see that God removes our transgressions. He removes our sins. He even breaks the bonds of iniquities, praise God. And He removes them from us, far from us. So far, they'll never touch us again. Amen. Hallelujah. No longer are they a part of us anymore. So don't go back and get in it to, again. Amen. Having been set free, walk free. Amen. Amen. Receiving the love of God, receiving the compassions of God that fail not, receiving His working in and through your life through the precious blood of Jesus. Continue in that path. Continue in the way of righteousness. Continue in the opposite direction of the way you were going in sin. Hallelujah. Amen. Having been loosed from our sin, let us walk in the mercy. Let us walk in the love of God in newness of life. Amen. Now let me just say that He will not remind you of your sins. Hello, let me say that again. God will not remind you of your sins once He has cleansed you of them. That's important. And I dare you to find scripture to prove me wrong. Once God cleanses you, it's done. Amen? Yes. He doesn't come along and say, well, you remember, you remember, you remember. No, that's the devil. That's right. Or that's your own mind. You know, we sort of have to reprogram our mind sometimes to think according to the word. And, and we're programmed in this world we live in to think about the wrongs and the, and the evils of of this world but we need to program it to think of the goodness of God of God's forgiveness of God's love instead of the sins of the past think of the present faith in God you have think of the present working of his spirit in the now stop looking back and thank God for the present looking forward amen, amen. dear ones God bless you God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.